All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. I'm Robert, and this is... Uh, just kidding. It's Mike and... April Fool's, Mike. right? Wow, that was kinda, great, Mike. Kind of gave it away a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, good Good for you. Uh, yeah, so I'm Robert. Mike is not me. Um, he's not Bernie. He's not Donald. He's just Mike all the time. Yeah, love, love it or leave it. It's who I am. Yeah. But uh, What's Twitter? To, huh? Twitter. What's Twitter. on Twitter? Have we tweeted lately? I don't think we have. I tweeted last night from the from the ladder stand when I was trying to hunt some hogs. Did you? I did. I, I, Thanks I for the invite. My hog hog. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, you can get us on that Twitter at LL and P Podcast. Website Mike LLPpodcast.com. Well, it doesn't have Mike in it, but it's just LLP podcast. That's that is correct. But what I'm asking you, Mike, <laughs> right now is, have you written a blog post? I haven't. Have you written a follow up? I I don't write. <laughs> You're the writer. Therefore, you must write. I speak well, and shoot. You, s- you say that, but you're the one who's written one so that kind of makes you the writer. it's kind of a placeholder for the first one that you actually write and then i can finally take that one down i think that's uh, how it needs to go it's preserved for history i don't know about that but anyways we, we've got a blog it's a little less active than our twitter yeah it's really less active isn't it yeah one post <laughs> it's uh no one no one's getting paid to to protest that blog that so. is true. Not yet. All right. Well, no blog post yet from Mike. One from me. We're hoping he'll uh, We're bless even us. The score soon. Bless us this, maybe this afternoon, tomorrow, whatever it's going to be, very soon, with one of his own posts coming up. Uh, but until then, we get to talk about one of our make favorite topics. I think like, it's going to be like some grand thing, but it's, it's not. Well, I'm just <laughs> hoping to find one. From you, Mike. Just one. one. We're going for one. <laughs> I don't. I don't need it to be like you know some scholarly journal. I don't care. I just want you to write something. I'm gonna write a treatise on Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Please don't. <laughs> but what do we come here to talk about today, Mike? We came for the much-awaited Guns Part Three. Guns Part Three. Part Four. I think it's three. <laughs> I'm I'm like ninety eight nine point nine 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 percent sure that it's part three, Mike. I don't know. It's either part three or part four, but we're talking about guns again because that's that's what we know y'all like to listen to us talk about the most. And there have been a few changes in potential laws in the next couple of months that may just flat out pass in the u.s congress so we're kind of excited about that are we not yeah we are and we're gonna talk about some stuff on our our local state level fantastic fantastic all right so why don't we just get right to the meat of this podcast number one i was kind of hoping we could dilly dally a little while longer but shoot if you want to if you want to jump in i guess we can i think we should jump in personally what do you think well, I just told you what I thought, but let's, well, let's, let's go with your you're, way. You're wrong. So we're going to go ahead and do it my way. All right. So the first thing that we can talk about, Mike, obviously we're, we can talk about Texas to begin with. Uh, that's our home state. And they're 
they're actually not as I, I would say conservative with guns as I think they could be. And I mean, I'm not upset about that by any means, but most people think that Texas is the wild west that you just, you know, you carry a gun on your hip and everybody really it's got Wyoming. One. Right. That, that I mean it's Wyoming, Montana, those those places which have, Oklahoma. you know, the most lax laws on firearms. Um but this one we we just got at the um the beginning January 2016 we had open carry go into effect. Um I haven't seen too many people you know, taking advantage of that, have you? No, and I'm glad to see that. I, I don't believe in it. I don't think you should open carry. If you have a permit, which you have to have a concealed carry permit or a permit to carry in order to open carry. So it's it's kind of a weird thing anyway. I don't know why you'd want to if you have the option to conceal it. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that just kind of more or less comes down to philosophy and strategy when it comes to carry techniques more or less but um i i saw i saw two people open carrying in the grocery store about two days after that law went into effect and after that i haven't seen anyone well good i have i have yet to open carry have you i open carried last night from my car in the parking lot up the stairs into my apartment that's not a lot. <laughs> it was also at one thirty in the morning, and I don't think anyone saw me at all. Well, it wasn't much of a statement. You know, my apartment complex banned open carry. Mine did, too, in the lobby of the apartment, but really? I don't think they can control the parking lot. No, they can. They can, actually. Um, and mine did. Mine banned open carry in all public spaces of the complex. Hmm. Which... Don't include your balcony, though, because that is technically your property. So if you want to hang out on your property and carry a gun, go right Flash ahead. a piece all day long. <laughs> That's going to be really sad, you and your little box up on the top of the, <laughs> of the building, uh, open carrying your firearm. Um, but I don't agree with it. I really don't. I, my strategy uh, is definitely surprise. Um, I don't want somebody to know that I'm carrying a firearm. I don't know why you'd want to tell somebody, hey, look at me, I'm carrying a gun. Unless you're also carrying a badge and handcuffs, and and perhaps you are a peace officer of some kind, that's my thought. Yeah, good thought. Um, I don't I don't disagree with it in the fact that like I don't have a problem with people who choose to open carry. I think that's great because they can go ahead and draw fire before me, and then I can pull out my concealed piece after the fact and deal with anything I need to from that standpoint on. Do you think that potentially, since, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of open carry either, but I feel like it's potentially because we live in, I don't want to call them urban centers, but we'll say that. Uh, we don't live in the country, you know, so seeing a gun on somebody's hip here, you know, whether it be Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, it would be a very odd sight to be in the middle of downtown, any one of those places, and see somebody walking down the street with a forty-five on their hip. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think I, th- I think that's a really good point. Obviously, I think in more rural areas, it's probably not as big a deal because you honestly, quite honestly, you probably had people open carrying before it was legal and no one cared. Probably not. I, I, mean, I mean, it could be. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like real rural, like real small town Texas, not like. 
the in-between small town and big city that we have a lot of right now. Like Waco. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. That. Like not Waco, but like, you know, bum fart middle of Texas, you know, 150, you know, fly by town. So. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's probably true. I don't know. Um, so we haven't I'm, really seen too many issues with open carry. Yeah. I mean, we haven't, I really haven't seen much in the news either. It doesn't really seem to be, despite all the political pandering before it went into effect, like it doesn't really, it seems to be kind of a non-starter probably because a lot of people feel the way that you do about it. And then also because a lot of businesses, you know, straight up went ahead and, and, and complied with the, the signage requirements and prohibited it on their properties also. What's really odd is I haven't seen very many of those signs. I really haven't. There's There's been a few um, here and there, but for the most part, I have not seen too many of those signs banning open carry. There was one uh, in a 7-Eleven uh, convenience store, and this was probably the second week of January, and I just so happened to go in it. But they had banned open carry, and they had also banned concealed carry. So they had the proper signage for both. Um, obviously, seeing that sign right off the bat, I turned around and left because I was carrying a firearm. So I turned around and left. But what I did was I sent 7-Eleven an email <laughs> uh, about the store saying, look, you know, this this is stupid. I don't understand. You're in Texas, right? Um, most people, there's a, there are a lot of concealed carry permits in Dallas County. There's like 300,000 of them. And, you know, in this county, we probably have a million and a half people. That's a lot of, of open or uh, concealed carry permits to have. Tons. So when you're looking at that number, I sent the email and said, look, I mean, I, I don't agree with you about open carry. I don't want to see somebody open carrying in the store, but I've been a customer at this particular location for a while, and that sign had never been up before. And you're going to lose me as a customer, not that you really care about one, but you might want to think about the 300 other thousand people that are not <laughs> going to be in this store at all, ever, because you don't allow a firearm at all. Not seven days a week, not 11 days a week, just right? not at all. Not at all. So, which is funny, and I actually got an email from the store manager, who I guess was a franchise owner, and he said, well, we have taken the sign down uh, banning concealed carry, but we're still banning open carry. And so I was like, great, that's fantastic. So I've been going into that one now again for almost a year now. That's um, phenomenal. That's like one of the first times I've ever heard of, well, because that's like big amongst concealed carriers is, you know, reaching out to store owners and stuff like that. That's the first time I think I've ever heard of like a positive response on that front. Well, the funny thing was uh, I noticed about probably at the end of, of last year in December, they took the, the open carry sign off too. Oh, wow. So now they're allowing all types of carry. I wonder if they got robbed or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. But Yeah, that's interesting. You know, that's what was one of my points is, you know, you're you're removing people that can potentially stop a robbery here. Not that it's going to happen. Um, you know, just because you've got a gun doesn't mean you need to be a hero. Um, your your obligation is to yourself only, not to go be a cop and go, you know, stop a active shooter of any kind you just need to get the hell away, period, you know? So anyway, uh, we're getting on a topic that we've probably already covered at this point, right? 
Uh, I think we're covering some fresh ground right now, but we? anyhow. Well, we want to talk about a little bit about the uh, the new um, the new kind of stuff going around in Texas where they're trying to pass constitutional carry, which, you know, for our listeners, uh, is carry without any license required. Uh, and that's something like what Arizona currently has. Um, you can Wyoming, carry, yeah, I mean, you Oklahoma. can carry anywhere. Um, so Oklahoma, I know Wyoming does. I think I think Oklahoma has open carry. I don't know if they've got constitutional oh. carry yet. That's right. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, and for people who don't know, constitutional carry essentially is saying that the Second Amendment is all that you need to be able to, you know, that's everything that it, it protects your right to have a firearm to bear arms and to carry those arms and you don't need a special license saying that you can but well, let me ask this mike i mean so here we go i am against constitutional carry i think there's there's no reason why you shouldn't go through some classes of some kind where you have to take some of the laws you have to know the law you got to pass that test you've got to take a shooting test to see that you're proficient enough with a firearm to carry it in public, okay? Um, and then, I mean, some states, obviously, they require you to go back, you know, a couple years after that and renew it. Texas is not one of those now. We have passed a law to where once you get it, all you have to do is send your paperwork in for renewal. There's no law test you've got to take anymore. There's no shooting test you have to take anymore. You're pretty much set once you pass it the first time. Thank so, goodness I haven't shot since I took my test. Why not? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding, though, are you? No, I am kidding. You better but not be. Not by much. I, I've shot a few times, but I, I've shot my rifle a lot more. That's ridiculous. You need to be more proficient with a firearm, with a handgun, because that's I the know. one that you're going to carry most often. It's irresponsible, so people should be, uh, should be worried about me. So are you for or are you against constitutional carry? For. Why? Because I agree with the premise. I don't think that you should have to be licensed by the government to be able to carry your weapon. You can, anyone can, you know, well, not anyone, but, you know, you can buy your weapon. Why can't you carry it around? Also, why can you open, why can you carry, well, no, we have open carry. Never mind. I'm just for it. I think it's a good idea. I'm for less government meddling in general. I, I I think it's a good idea. I don't think we should have to pass a test for a driver's license. Why not? I mean, it's at what point is it public safety? I mean, I I do believe driving a driver's license should require a test. You know, I do believe that you should be able in if you're carrying a gun in public. If you want to carry it at home and you want to, you know, if you want to stop an intruder, I'm all for that. But once you go outside of your home and you're in public, and you don't know how to shoot a gun, and you don't know the laws that you know require you to do certain things, number one, you could make a very bad decision, but number two, you could end up hurting somebody else that doesn't or that shouldn't have been shot. Well, but here's the misconception, because licensing doesn't teach you how to shoot. They just want to know that. It just shows that you do know how primarily. And that's a bad thing? Mm, I mean, most people know how to point and shoot a gun. I don't think anyone... I am not a great shot by any means. You've shot with me on several occasions. You know I'm not a fantastic shot. 
I passed the shooting test for my concealed carry with no problem. Well, okay. it is not an exhaustive test of one's firearm skills. It's not. It's not. I think at this point you've got 50 rounds and you have to score 150 points or 175 points. I forget what it is in order to pass out of out of 250. So, no, it's not a huge issue passing that test. But if you don't pass that test, don't you think that's a, a public nuisance to, for them to carry a gun and potentially discharge it in public? Well, don't, discharging and intentionally shooting, two separate issues. But it's really not. Whether you discharge your gun on purpose or by accident, if you do it on purpose but you can't hit something that's three feet away... But everyone can hit something three feet away. That's my whole point. That's not true. That is not true. I took my test. No, all right. So I took when I went for my concealed carry, there were, I don't know, at least the, it was a packed class. Like the class was sold out. However many of the capacity it was. I don't remember if it was 25 or 30 people, something like that. And, you know, full class, not a single person failed their their uh, shooting proficiency portion of that and i want to say there was like four people four or five people there who had never shot a, a handgun before they had never shot one before they had to borrow a gun from the place that was doing the licensing in order to shoot because they didn't even have their they didn't even have one yet they had not purchased their own handgun never shot one before went out passed it no problem the instructor was like, I strongly encourage you to take some classes on how to shoot and as well as, as, as find your own firearm before you actually start carrying. But the law says you're able to, I'm just saying like there, it's not, it's not a deterrent. I just, I don't think it's a bad thing to tell somebody, look, here are the problems with concealed handguns. Number one, when you shoot somebody, you'd better sure as hell have enough money for an attorney. Because just because you're not liable criminally does not mean you're not going to have some civil penalties and have have to have a shit ton of lawyers. You well, know, that's why they pass out those insurance pamphlets. Again, <laughs> if you if you don't go through a class and go through a licensing process, are you going to get that little pamphlet? They'll probably, instead of doing them at the class, they'll probably hand them out at the stores. No. Bass, Bass Pro will probably have a stack of them on the gun counter. I doubt it. But my point is, you should have to go through something that will teach you how to be responsible. Because a concealed Honestly, carry person... No, no, no. Hold on. Let me finish. A concealed carry holder has a responsibility to discharge their firearm safely if they come into contact with somebody that they have to shoot. But... At the same time, you have to teach these people in the classes that they're not cops. They are not special operators. They are citizens. They do not go into a school when there's an active shooter and try to neutralize that threat. That is not their job. Well, I agree with you. I don't think there's a large population of concealed carry permit holders who are sitting there with a police scanner waiting for an active shooter situation. But that's not what I want to talk to you about. I want to go back to your point about the, the classes teaching people. I, I don't disagree with you on that. I don't think there should be necessarily a licensing requirement, but I do think that instead of the current licensing procedures, instead of actually having the test this should be more of a class situation and it should be more of an educational 
type scenario, more like some of these classes that, that, you know, I would say gun enthusiasts intend attend where it's, um, more of like tactical shooting skills and things like that and how to, how to, you know, safely and, and efficiently shoot as well as maybe like an introductory, you know, firearm basics course. I would be more for that, like showing people how to safely and efficiently use their weapon versus having them pass a pretty much, I think everyone agrees, meaningless shooting exam. Right. But again, what you just said is a requirement in order to be licensed. You must go through a classroom state where you have to sit there for eight hours and then take a legal test. Well, it's only like six hours now, but yeah, it's the legal test and then the shooting test. The shooting test is worthless. The legal test is quasi-informative. I feel like they could do much more. And if you incorporated a, a little bit more of kind of what I thought you were talking about with, you know, actual like gun handling skills, I feel like that would be much more beneficial. It could be, but that's not what I'm, t- I'm talking about. Actually teaching people the law teaching people how to shoot, making sure they're shooting safely. So that, how to shoot, that's what I'm talking about. But it's, but right it's now not, they don't teach you how but to it's shoot. How, they, but, but it's they explaining just see that you know how. It's explaining how to shoot safely and what to be looking for and thinking about as you're pulling a firearm. It's not practical skills where they're sitting there telling you, okay, put your gun in your holster, draw, shoot. That's not well, what that, I'm talking about. Well, I think that could be, well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that would be more beneficial, especially if it happened, if it was like a staged process, not like, because right now, let's be honest, like it's a really dull day because people who are in, well, I I don't know if all, but uh, some percentage of people who are interested in getting concealed carry, they already know what they're getting into. Probably a, a larger proportion doesn't, but I'm just saying if it was like more of a staggered process where you attend I don't know, three classes over the course of a month and they're like three hours long each and they were a progression where you learn, you know, basic shooting skills, um, you know, how to draw and shoot and then, you know, legal stuff on each class, you know, that to me would seem like a better use of time and you'd have a better educated, more well-rounded citizen group who's, carrying weapons but you're an advocate of constitutional carry yet that in and of itself would cost more than the current licensing process no i am a i am an advocate of constitutional carry i think that's the way to go but you know if that if that's something that doesn't happen i would say you know i would be wholeheartedly in favor of let's say reform for the process of, of licensing but I think it's, I don't think it needs to be reformed. It's pretty easy as of now to get one. Well, as long as you're not right, a criminal, so that, as long as you sit through the class and pass your tests. It's, it's very, I mean, yes, it's a, we'll call it a six hour classroom in a two hour range um, qualification. So eight hours out of, a, out of a Saturday, one time. I don't think that's too much to ask. Well, it's almost, I mean, right now, it's, it's a counter-argument because pretty much anyone who can fog a mirror can pass the licensing requirements. So why why even bother in the first place? It's, again, it's informative. I am it's protected uh, by the Constitution. I'm 100% for it. 
No, and yes, you have the right to bear arms, but that doesn't give you the right necessarily to carry to actually around bear them. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's the dumbest part of it. No, no, just because you can have a gun doesn't mean you're allowed to carry it in public. Yeah, but that's like saying like you're allowed to buy a cheeseburger, but you can't eat it. Well, some people shouldn't. That's not the point. You know, it's Wh- not the point whether you should <laughs> or not. It's whether you can and whether you're allowed. No, that's no, that is not correct. I'm sorry. Constitutional carry, everyone can carry a gun whenever they want. Is I mean, it's like okay. free speech. It's like, okay, you're allowed to say all the words and whatever the heck you feel like, but you can't. No. Not in public, not without a license for free speech. Okay, let me ask this question then. So, without a license and somebody is just carrying a gun, how does a police officer know that how it's do they legal? Know right now. Hold on. How do you know it's legal for them to carry? What if How they're do you know what right if, now? What if they're a felon? But you can't physically run their background check unless they're under arrest. So how do you know right now? Right now, if they're carrying a gun without a license, they get put in handcuffs and immediately they're under arrest. I Well, I'm just saying, like What's wrong any, with that? Because they should they have a constitutional right to carry their weapon. No, they don't. Just because your voice goes high doesn't mean you're correct. <laughs> All right, let's think about that for a second. Look, <laughs> sorry, Mike. That Damn was it, a, Robert. That that's was, what I've used my whole life. That was a low blow or a high blow, whatever you want to call it. I Either went way, high, you went low. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, no. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's important for a police officer to be able to understand whether or not you can carry a gun or not. And in this point in time, that's what the concealed carry permits do nationwide is they tell the police officer that you are a law-abiding citizen who is carrying a firearm and in certain areas texas included you cannot run somebody's background even ask for their license to run that without them committing a crime or under suspicion of committing a crime so that is what a lot of this chl or concealed handgun license whatever it's called now in texas i think it's licensed to carry but without that you don't know as a police officer you don't know and I why think is that, that such I, a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing for a police officer not to know that you're a criminal and you shouldn't be carrying a gun? Well, I'm just saying, let's let's it keeps take the same guns. scenario for for somebody who's a criminal who shouldn't le- who's legally not able to have a gun and a law-abiding citizen who does. There's let's say it's constitutional carry and then let's say both of them are walking down the street open carrying a, a pistol or whatever the, they're carrying and you know what's how what's the difference one is legal the other is not well i'm just saying if and a police stops know. them and and they're they're talking to both of them i just don't like the criminal is not just like automatically going to just like pop pop the police officer just for stopping him you're correct like, the same way that the that the law-abiding citizen wouldn't but i'm not i'm not talking about the guy or girl shooting the police officer because it's an illegal gun what I'm saying is, is that you can't even stop them anymore for that, which means nobody can stop you for that, though. What are you talking about? Right like, now, right now, if you are open carrying a firearm, a, a police officer can ask to see your license, and if you don't okay. have it, you're going to jail. What is wrong with that? Because the, it's the it's just back to the in like the essential argument that the Second Amendment protects your right to keep and bear arms, but and it doesn't if you're a criminal. But so if if you're a criminal, like then they can stop and they can 
ask for your ID and they can, you know, look you up. And if you're in a database, then they confiscate your weapon and send you to jail. But they can't. Why not? They can't because it's not in the law. You cannot physically stop somebody and just demand to see their ID. Well, because you're saying you're saying you can't do that unless it's unless they're in the act of committing a crime. Correct. Whether that be speeding or, under, or breaking no, into a store. They can't even do it for speeding. Okay. Well, unless they're in the act of committing a crime. So it sounds like at that point there's bigger fish to fry because somebody is actually committing a crime and whether or not they have a gun is a secondary issue. Wouldn't would don't you want somebody who is oh I don't know. Well I'm just a saying criminal? like if somebody's robbing a bank, right, and they're pointing a gun at the teller's head, like what are you gonna be like, whoa, 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 do you have a license for that firearm? Or are you just gonna take the guy out who's like trying to take out a bank teller? First of all, I'm just going to mind my own damn business because it's not well, my problem. I know problem. because you're you, you're not a police officer. You're you're just a, a you. you know a fellow citizen who's got their you know concealed carry. So exactly. that's not your role. That's my role is to get me out of that situation, not everybody else. Anyway, but besides that, <laughs> what we're talking about is two totally different situations. I'm talking about it as look, if you have an open carry firearm and the guy's a criminal, but you can't ask him about it, how do you get that gun off the street? It's an illegal uh, possession of a firearm. You I just, can't I just charge him with what's anything. What's different now? If you can't talk to him now, you can't. But you can. If he's well, open, he's carrying it concealed, but it's constitutional carry, and he doesn't Again, need a license. If if it's concealed, and the police officer stops Which, him for any reason, and he's carrying a firearm, and he's not allowed to, then guess what happens? He goes to jail. However, in this situation, if it, if in it, this situation, Michael. If he doesn't need a license to carry, he will not be allowed to ask the question, give me your license to carry, because he don't doesn't need one. That's my point. Okay. So you get more illegal think... guns off the street with a licensing system than you do with a constitutional carry. Are gun are the licenses keeping criminals from carrying around guns? No. I don't, I don't think so. They're they're not. But so? are we arresting more criminals on guns charges? Absolutely. And I'm 100% for that. Get their gun off the street. That's my whole point, Michael. But we have gone into this for so long now, we really need to go talk about some more shit that we wanted to speak about today. So we're going to agree to disagree and move on. <laughs> Call it a tie. <laughs> it's not a tie. I completely annihilated you on that, but it's okay. Well, it's okay. I don't think you did, because we're I moving did. on with it unresolved. <laughs> but anyway. It's not unresolved. It's just you're too pig-headed to figure it out. <laughs> Speaking of pigs, did you get any this weekend? No. So shut up. Let's talk about that something That was the else. whole point of my tweet. They're saying it's an epi <laughs> epidemic, but I didn't see one. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, obviously it's not. They're lying. It's another law that probably is going to have to change here in Texas. But anyway. All right. So another Texas senator, however just introduced something into the into the uh, or was it the senator of the house i think it was the senate um, yeah it was cornyn so it was a senator uh cornyn introduced the const or the constitutional concealed carry reciprocity act of 2017 and this was on Bro. the 3rd of march so this was almost a month ago so what is it going to do mike it's going to allow allow you to interstate Consti not constitutional. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's going to allow you to carry your weapon interstate. 
reciprocity with other states that have the same laws. But the federal government's trying to pass one. Wait, that's what we're talking about. Isn't that is it? exactly what we're talking about. The federal, <laughs> the federal law about the reciprocity. In I got the United confused because right now it's still on a state level. So now we're we're going we're moving on up to the big leagues. Right, the big leagues or the bigly. It's a bigly bill. The bigly uh, bill. So uh, yeah, so it's a U.S. senator from Texas is what I said. I don't know if you caught that or not. Maybe, maybe you just. I didn't. Can't I was hear. still thinking state. But uh, yeah. yeah, so it's John Cornyn who's a U.S. senator from Texas, from Texas. who introduced <laughs> this bill. So um, it's pretty close, apparently, to another bill that uh, another rep from, I think, North Carolina introduced earlier, but obviously didn't go anywhere. Um, so this one here is interstate carry. So if you have a concealed carry license that meets the federal requirements you are able to carry in all 50 states legally. Aren't the federal requirements the Second Amendment? No, they are not. The federal... Okay. Just, the, just checking. In the bill, it rolls out several several uh, um, stipulations that you have to, to have. For instance, I will, I will say this. The reason that Texas uh, does not have reciprocity with some states... Uh, is because, believe it or not, they allow active-duty military who are under the age of 21 to have a concealed carry permit. That's ridiculous. And that's the reason a lot of people, or a lot of states, do not give us reciprocity, is because of that. Because you're supposed to be 21 in order to carry one. However... Age is just a number, Robert. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it Legality is. <laughs> is out there for a reason. However... I do agree with giving these active duty military members a permit at 18, seeing how they're carrying sidearms and primary weapons, whether it be a M4 or an M60 or an M249 or a plane of some kind with way well, bigger say, guns. I'll go beyond that. Regardless of what they're carrying, they've been trained extensively on how to use it. Exactly. So that's why I have no issue at all giving them the ability to do that. But some states do not offer them that same right. Some states are dumb. Some states Pro are dumb. Probably California. Well, that's one of them. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, California is, is definitely, well, they've got so many different laws in California anyway. But did you know that we have a unilateral agreement with them? So they can carry here, but we can't carry there. <laughs> It's probably because there's only like four people from California who can actually carry. Well, believe it or not. So I used to live in California, as you know. I believe it. As you know. And th the numbers, I forget what the exact population of the particular county has to be. But if it's under a certain number, I want to say if it's under 300,000 people, you automatically qualify so for, like constitutional carry? for a handgun permit. Now... If it's not, like if you're in Santa Clara County, um, which is like San Francisco area, you know, you have to be approved by the sheriff in that in that particular county. Now, and I want to be the sheriff in one of those counties, although there's probably a lot of people that don't want permits. But the people that do probably give you some crazy kickbacks. The people that do want permits. Um, so when I when I lived in Santa Clara County, there were exactly, I think, six people that had <laughs> permits in that county. And think about how big San Francisco and the surrounding areas are. It's the yay area. 
<laughs> and you know, six permits. And the people that had the six permits were very, very high on the donors lists to that sheriff's campaign. I would imagine so. Do you need a permit for a flare gun? I know there's a lot of fishing vessels around San Francisco. I don't believe so. Okay. Just I curious. don't know because I've never was never on a boat in San Francisco. Nor did I live in San Francisco. I was a little south of there in, in San Jose. But that's beside the point. Um, so, you know, they would become powerless if this law can pass and President Trump will sign it because it will give us the ability when we're traveling to California or traveling to, you know, we'll call it the Northeast, uh, the New England area where they're also not too fond of firearms. It would give us the ability to carry a concealed handgun anywhere in that state. Pretty nice, huh? I like that. Well, that appeals to me. Number one, I mean, it's great because it's a, it would be a big win for law-abiding citizens who like to carry firearms for their protection. But it's also a huge win for people like, there's a couple of names on a list that I've got here um, that, for instance, there was one single mother that was in Pennsylvania, had her concealed carry permit uh, because she was robbed a few times within that you know, that first year that she got her permit or whatever. Good grief. Would she have like $100 bills like stapled onto her coat? I don't know. It was a very, very, very unfortunate situation for her. How do you get robbed several times? Anyway, it wasn't several. It was twice. Twice. So she was robbed twice in a year. Uh, So she got her gun and then she went across, I believe, to New Jersey, where New Jersey is a huge, huge anti-gun state. Um, and they, she was stopped for a traffic violation. She was pulled over. The cop, um, was told by her that she had a concealed carry handgun and he arrested her immediately because it's a felony to, to have a concealed handgun in New Jersey. What the you hell? You can conceal carry a, uh, a stromboli all day long, but you know. Well, she just didn't have she didn't have a permit to carry in the state. I mean, they do offer permits, but it's a lot like California. They're very picky about who gets them. So, you know, she forgetting that, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania and then I'm going to New Jersey, which clearly is not that far of a drive. Right. I mean, Say it, separated by a river. It's not that big a deal. Right. So, I mean, it's not like not like you went from, you know, well, you're not like you went from Texas to Canada, you know, with that drive. I mean. You, went, you, you could have driven like 15 to 20 minutes or you could have driven, you know, two hours. You could have made a wrong turn and ended up in New Jersey. Exactly. Exactly. So, obviously, and these, these felony um, guns charges carry mandatory prison time. Mandatory minimums? Yeah. Mandatory prison. I, I'm not saying that it's, you know, it's five to ten years, but it's a minimum, mandatory, whatever. It doesn't say what it is. It depends on the state, obviously. She's going to end up like that real wise housewife of New Jersey. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I don't really care if it's a real housewife of New Jersey. She went to prison. <laughs> For what? I don't remember, but she found yoga. Did she? Was she carrying a gun? No. Was she a mob wife? Mm, maybe. Is that why she went to prison? She and her husband both went to prison. They took turns, though, because the kids. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Anyways, we're getting way off track. Yeah. So, and there's another one. Here we go. Another another great example is there was a corrections officer, guess what, from the same state of Pennsylvania going to New Jersey 
No, idiot. <laughs> uh, I hate your jokes. <laughs> but he was going feel, to New Jersey. I feel like I'm about to be right. <laughs> going to New Jersey, and he got hit by a drunk driver, and he went to the hospital. And guess what happened to him? What? He got arrested for carrying a concealed handgun. He was incorrect. Yeah, he was incorrect. You are correct, Mike, for the first time ever. I feel like you say that at least once a podcast, so I've been right like All 26 right. times at least. Maybe 26 times. For the 26th time, you are correct. Actually, I don't think that's true. I don't think I gave you anything for the first probably 12 or 15 podcasts. That's because you're a cold-hearted person. Also, I just broke my chair. That's messed up. Man. You broke your chair? Yeah, Jesus. It's like a little cheap plastic chair from like office depot or something and the back just like totally cracked off anyways that's ridiculous we'll take a look at it later <laughs> <laughs> so keep uh let's let's keep going mike it's just harsh like i was right for the 26th time and then at the same time i broke my chair jesus said no you're lying <laughs> i'm oh. telling you i don't think it was 26 times i think for the first 15 episodes or right so it you was probably like 27 no, it was probably like 10 max. I'm thinking it was 10 max. <laughs> believe me, Mike. Believe me. Robert. <laughs> Be nice to Mike. Shh. Shh. But no. No, no. Nobody shushes the Donald, Robert. Well, good thing you're not the Donald, Mike. Um, but anyway, back on track here. Uh, you know, the the big the big win is people like us being able to carry in the following states. California, Connecticut. Washington, D.C., by the way, which has got no gun permits allowed. We should uh, take the LLMP podcast on the road if this passes and carry our, our guns proudly in each of these states. I think we will. We're still going to do it concealed, though, because we're not nut jobs. We're not going to do it openly. But, um, you know, Hawaii, Hawaii of all places, uh, Maryland, Massachusetts, Jersey, New York, and Rhode Island, those are all the states that are really pissed about this thing going so they're fighting it as hard as they possibly can. Well, good luck to them. Hawaii is like no, seems like they're really active in the uh, administration now. Yeah, they're uh, striking down uh, stuff left and right. Thank you to the federal judges of Hawaii. Like, th thanks for stepping up for the first time in your state's <laughs> history. Yeah. By the way, um, if you're on welfare there, you get like fifty-three thousand dollars a year. Did you know that? What? Is it because the cost of living so high and it really isn't that great as it sounds? Or, yeah, pretty much. Okay, but fifty fifty some thousand dollars. Since spam is so popular in Hawaii, do you think it costs like way more than it does here, where nobody wants it? I didn't know spam was a thing in Hawaii at all. It is, but we could pretty much do an is entire episode just huge? on spam. Is it huge, Robert? <laughs> it's one of the biggest, best delicious most sought after delicacies in all of the islands that make up hawaii yeah i don't think it's a delicacy but it's probably tell that to the hawaiians store. tell that to the polynesians <laughs> no it's not a delicacy it is all around there i wouldn't in... tell it to them if i were you because they would spear you they open carry spears do they i don't know i'm Going back to, like, the tribal roots. I don't know either. Well, anyway, hey, so before we stop talking about the reciprocity thing, this is what we need you to do as the listeners of the LLNP podcast. Holla at us on Twitter. Well, you can do that, but 
Also, <laughs> also, you need to call your senators and representatives at 202-224-3121 and tell them this needs to go through. They all share the same phone number? That's Apparently, cool. there's a switchboard. Okay. So, but you need to call them, and you need to get them to pass this law, because it will be tremendous, believe me. And then the LMP podcast might come to your state. It might. We'll be on the road. I don't know how much, but we'll be on the road. <laughs> I'm on the road, like, every day, man. Are we? Well, I am. I'm, I am, too. I'm on the road for a little bit, but then I get <laughs> off the road and into the building. That's what I'm saying. We're on the road every day, but we might be on, like, the big roads. That's come right. Come to your state. That's right. So the other big thing going through, potentially, anyway. Uh, more? Well, yeah, will be the, the uh, Suppressor Act. Oh, Trying to get suppressors legalized. Quietly. Let's hear about it quietly. Okay. Well, the Hearing Protection <laughs> Act is what it's called. And what they're going to do, hopefully, is take the suppressors off the NFA list so it'll make it like buying a, a regular gun. They're going to suppress the NFA list. I love it. They're Well, they're going to disband that part of the NFA, which is fantastic. Or suppress it. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, there are going to be so many different suppressors out there that are going to be available for the first time without a $200 tax stamp and waiting anywhere between 12 to 18 months. Can you use those on just, like, any any gun, Robert? Or do you have to, like like special hardware or something installed for those. Well, it depends on what you're shooting. Um, I've got a Glock 19. Could I just like put one on there? Well, you need a threaded barrel for it, but yes, you can. So I, I would have to get a threaded barrel and then I would have to get a suppressor. Yep. That sounds tedious. It's not. Threaded barrels <laughs> are, well, they're not as readily available right now because a lot of them are sold out everywhere um, because I believe that people think that this is going to pass in the next six months. Even though in reality hasn't been introduced by this Congress, so I don't see it passing that fast. Um, but I hope it does. I really hope it does because as a suppressor owner, I can tell you that they're they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. It makes shooting more fun. It reduces the recoil. It obviously reduces the sound. It doesn't make it silent. We've been over that in a previous podcast. Exactly. That is not the sound. Even when you have some people, um, senators and House members, who have no idea what a suppressor actually does, you have, uh, I forget what her name was, some senator, she tweeted something out that said, when a gun has a silencer, it's super quiet and witnesses won't hear it. And police will not <laughs> be able to track down the shooters if everybody has silencers. Like, this woman has clearly never shot a gun and she's never shot one with a silencer on it period because yeah, you can you still hear it for miles get her aids on that before uh before tweeting that out no she's why would she get her aids on that i'm just saying like letting her shoot a suppressed gun of she some has kind. an agenda michael and it is obviously anti-gun i've had an agenda since i was in first grade and they made me have one who the teachers, you don't remember having agendas? All right, that joke failed. Moving on. <laughs> See, if I can just get you to do that, I win. <laughs> <laughs> just move past your terrible jokes. Terrible jokes. Uh, but anyway, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty neat. 
going mainstream. So pretty much none of my guns have threaded barrels. If I wanted a suppressor on any of them, I would have to get threaded barrels for them. Correct. That's correct. Tedious. Or I mean, if you have a rifle, it's expensive. If you have a rifle, you can actually have your your rifle barrel threaded. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't necessarily be a big issue. It just depends on what type of gun you have and how, what quality the barrel is. Because if it's, you know, that particular, um, you know, outside diameter and inside diameter, if it's that for a reason because that's the only way it's stable and you start cutting on it, then guess what? That barrel yep. has the potential to fail and then you're all types of messed up. So you want to make sure, obviously, and a gunsmith will know that. You know, he'll know what, what you've got and whether or not you can do that. But most... Most AR platforms, for example, already have a thread at the end of it. There's a flash hider or something on it or a muzzle brake that you can just take off and put a suppressor on. Some of us don't have ARs. Well, some of us need to get them. <laughs> I, True, why do, why don't in, you have an AR? Why don't I? Yeah. Uh, Because I just haven't bought one yet. They're you prefer expensive. the bolt action. I just, I just have the bolts. Yo, yo, bolty. I mean, I, I'm going to get a bolt action for my next one, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, AR is clearly my favorite. <laughs> not that I don't want one. It's just not a priority for me. What's the priority then, Mike? Uh, probably this really expensive house that I'm about to buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that'll be a good thing. You'll have a place to store all your guns. <laughs> right. And without an apartment complex telling you you can't open carry the parking lot. I can open carry in my parking lot whenever I feel like it. All right. Well, you can do that whenever you want. Which is never because I don't open carry. <laughs> Good. Me either. So other than one thing, we agreed on a lot of things today, Mike, but we still, we might have to revisit the constitutional carry thing Guns yet again. Guns part four or part five. It's definitely going to be part four because this part is part four. three. Guns part four. Something to look forward to anyways. Yeah. And we could probably do that once one of these bills passes and the Donald signs it into law. I feel like we could do a guns episode every other week. You know what the greatest part about the whole uh, Hearing Protection Act is? No, you don't it's, need hearing protection. Well, that is the, that is number one. <laughs> that is number one because your hearing protection will be on the gun, which will be fantastic. It, it um, is tedious. But you might need it still because people that don't buy silencers that are still at the ranges you still are going to have to have some hearing protection for those guys. Well, that's not, I'm not, I wasn't thinking of a range scenario. I was thinking more of like a hunting or a self-defense scenario. Well, and hunting, some, some states don't allow you, even though they have suppressors that are legal, they won't allow you to hunt with them. That's the dumbest crap I've ever heard, Robert. Well, you're not going to get a fight from me from what you just said, but I'm some people are stupid. It's so <laughs> dumb. I agree. I agree. But like, what are we worried about that we might disturb nature to not like not enough? I don't know. But what I was going to say till I was interrupted by your bullshit was that I will get all, not all, most of my tax stamp money back from the government. That's awesome. They will pay me $200 for every single thing. I should say suppressor because I do have some uh, short-barreled rifles that will not be uh, taken off that list. Um, but all the suppressors, I'll get my money back for. Yay! That's, that's awesome, but I also think really stupid. But anyways. Well, why? The hell with you. <laughs> because, like, why are they going to make that retroactive? It's not like 
Anyways. Well, because believe it or not, I've got one pending right now. That's different. No, it's not different. It's different because no, if you okay. haven't Do you gotten know? it yet versus ones that you've had for years. Like Okay, if you, if you submit a Form 1 to the NFA branch of the ATF for a short-barreled rifle conversion, so you've taken a, a full-length rifle and cut down the barrel from Converted 16 it. inches down to, let's say, even 14 and a half, whatever it is, if you decide to make that rifle a long gun again, and not short-barreled, they will give you your money back. Why? Because, Mike, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but since when has the government ever been interested in that? Pay me my this money. Like, this is the first time I've ever heard of the government giving money back. Well, I'm not oh saying that gosh. it's going to be a fast this is process. the craziest thing I've ever heard of. It's great. I'm not saying it's not great for you. I think it's dumb for the government, but whatever. Well, Mr. Small like, Government over here. It at all? Well, <laughs> they're collecting it now because this hasn't passed yet. Uh. <laughs> That's why. This sounds like an argument for guns part four. No, because hopefully by then this will have passed and I will have my money back. And there won't be an argument, Mike. <laughs> We're we're again we're digressing into another full length podcast here in a second. So let's just uh let's just end, shall we? We'll call it call it a day. I'm done. I Follow win. us on Twitter, rate and review this podcast, or else And tell us if Mike won or if I won. I'm pretty sure that I did. Mike is obviously sure that he did. Again, <laughs> he's incorrect, but the listeners, you tell us. Who's I won't try right? to sway you like Robert does. Who I really is actually right? value your opinion. I do, too, as long as it's correct. Um, however, sometimes it's not, and that's okay. But we still want to hear it. And Mike is going to write his blog post on constitutional carry this week. <laughs> right? Constitutional blog posts. Yeah, they are not in the Constitution, but we do them anyway. And they are not controversial. Not one bit. All right, so LLPpodcast.com is where you can find Mike's next blog post. At LLNP podcast what is that that's our, that's our twitter that's our twitter so twitter everyone tweet us and it's spelled out yes it is and then what else do we have mike do we do we have an instagram yet i don't think we do no we don't have Damn instagrammies it. all right well we're gonna have to do that soon that'll be uh something you can do as well <laughs> yeah we've got lots of stuff to take pictures of. <laughs> we can take uh pictures of suppressors Ooh, nice. like and make that. sure they pass that bill Anyway, um, yeah, so I guess that's uh, that's where we're going to end today. So, again, call your representatives, 202-224-3121. Tell them to pass that damn suppressor bill. And, as always, Life, Liberty, and Pursuit podcast. Had a great time. We will see you next week. <laughs>